Do they try and change it up and make you think that, or just hand it to him quickly like last week? They go up top, and they go to Kelly, who was an eligible receiver. Dennis Kelly catches the touchdown. How about Arthur Smith with some of these play calls? In the Welcome, post-season. everybody. I hope you remember us. We're the Transatlantic Titans podcast, and we haven't spoken for ages. Um, it's been a while. Well, the last time we got together, it was Brett Kern's birthday. So it made sense to wait until the next notable birthday. And that is the birthday of Kay Adams, who is 21 today, I believe. Miles, um, can you confirm? Oh, sorry, I was doing my Chris Wessling impression. Uh, it, uh, it is a birthday. I can't confirm the age, but she looks damn fine for it. <laughs> Whatever age that might be. Um that was Miles. I'm Adam. We're also joined by Greg, Harry, and Brian today. Um, are we all well? It's been yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, good. far too far too long. I feel like there's going to be a this is going to be a long podcast where with a lot of uh, finding lot of gaps and a lot of uh, difference of opinions. Well, we've got a lot. There's been a lot to a lot has gone on um, since we last spoke. A lot to get to. Um, I mean, free agency really. Um, we last time we we got together we had a bit of a quiz um which was a lot of fun um thanks to harry um this time um we're <laughs> yeah just we need to get to the roster being decimated is that too strong a word i don't know um certainly on defense now with the appointment of of shane bowen um the titans have basically said the problem was not with the coaching staff um, whether you agree with this or not, it's neither here nor there. The problem isn't with the coaching staff, it's apparently with the roster, so we're, we're going to sort the roster out. Um, but also there's the effect of uncertainty about the salary cap and the, because of COVID, the lower salary cap. Um, a lot of GMs, to be fair, um, aren't necessarily sure how it's all going to pan out. Um, so we've seen a few shock cuts from the roster to, to save a bit on the cap. Um, well, apart from anything to do with that directly, um, let's just clear up um, the ongoing Asiah Wilson saga, which has finally come to a, a close as far as we're concerned. Um, Harry, let's start with you. How sorry from one to ten are you to see him? Well, first, he traded to the Miami Dolphins and secondly, three days later or whatever it was, cut by the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've kind of got to count your blessings, haven't we? we? I think we saw that come in. And when I saw the date of when when he was done on uh, the speed chase or whatever it was that he was doing this time, to be honest, there's that many things. I've forgotten what it was this time. Um, but but you, you kind of thought, oh, we've absolutely fleeced him here for a little bit of a bump up in, in an extra pick this year. But And we'll probably gain the seventh round by trading, you know, a star defensive end or, or a nose tackle later on in the, the off-season. So... Um, no, obviously, it's, it is sad for him. I don't quite know what's going on with him, but I don't feel sorry for our situation whatsoever. And quite glad that the Dolphins sort of took a gamble and then he didn't turn out to be in a, an all-star, all-pro tight end who goes into the Hall of Fame. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bothered. and I'm quite happy that it's all over. The only bad thing is Madden still has him on the game. So, uh... <laughs> well, that might not be a bad thing with, with those attributes that he has. You know, he's not going to go to too many strip clubs or get car chased by um, in too many games of Madden. Um, does, does he turn up in Madden, though? Because that's, that's <laughs> I think the problem is that it, it, the reason why he didn't even hang about the Dolphins long enough is because I don't think he even turned up, did he? 
I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's impressive, isn't it? Like, you, you get a second chance redemption. They make it really clear this is your last chance in the NFL and you still think, ah, I don't need to go to that. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to sort that out. Um, I, f- I, feel, I feel a bit like it's, it's very tempting to laugh at it now he's, now he's gone. This, this was briefly someone else's problem, very briefly. Um, but I kind of feel... Like the guy needs help. It's been very obvious the whole time that the guy needs help, and the Titans have offered help in every way. Let's be clear: um, players have have tried, um, the coaching staff have tried. He's had many, many chances, and you know he's got to accept the help himself at some point if he's going to get anywhere. Um, who knows? Um, but it is a it is a sad tale. Um, it's going to be remembered as a a bit of a draft bust, but you know, you've. To draw any, you draft anybody. It's a bit, a bit of a gamble. But um, I think there was a huge ceiling with him. I don't feel angry at the pick. Um, I mean, hindsight's a great thing. It's just, just one of those things. We, we took a punt the previous year on um, Simmons, knowing his injury issues and one or two other things, and that looks to have panned out really well. So, you know, you can't you win some, lose some, and you can't have your cake and eat it. Um, as far as the free agency goes, then um, all the the roster moves that the Titans have made, personally, I'm not entirely happy with a lot of it. And we've chatted sort of off air on WhatsApp and so on a bit about this. Um, Brian, you've you've been largely happy, I think, with with some of the players that the Titans have gone after. Um, I mean, we'll get to specific players in a bit, but um, what are your feelings? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I still I still feel there's some, some holes to plug. I think uh, we definitely, as it stands, are still a little bit weaker because we just need, which will be addressed, I'm pretty sure it will be. But on the whole, I'm really, really excited about that front seven we've got now. I think that could be a real, real problem for people. We, we need to add someone else there. We still do. We could possibly address that in the draft. I don't think we will. I think we'll probably get somebody in a free agency after the draft. You know, pull some old boy in. Uh, Just Amy like Clowney, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, because the, the, obviously the people are holding out for money and they're not getting it because it's not there. The, the cap's down so much that the people, the teams just aren't prepared to pay the big bucks anymore. So I still think there's going to be some bargains out there. And... Uh, I mean, I love I love the uh, the sign of Jack Rabbit, to be honest. And Danico Autry could be a, a really underrated one. And we all know, obviously, we all know Bud Dupree's like we all know he's a superstar. So you know, we we could have something there. I, I'm quite uh, I'm quite excited. Okay. On the on the flip side, it's instinctively I want to go to you, Greg. I don't know I don't know why, um, <laughs> but sorry, <laughs> um... I know I know my place. It's fine. <laughs> okay well let, let's let's get into the the specifics i mean brian you've i mean you've, you've talked about the the defensive front um obviously um bud dupree autry uh they're great pickups um that was an area we've been we've been lacking i mean simmons apart um jay on brown has signed a new contract which is a very team-friendly one uh, with some of the other names that have been going out the door, I was quite pleased about that. Um, and it, you know, he's it, it might be the same problem a year from now, but I have the impression that he he wanted to stay, he wanted to be loyal, reward loyalty. 
Um, and in a season where I think there's a could be more player movement in general in the NFL than usual because of the cap, um, that's quite refreshing. Um, yeah, Greg, I mean, what, what about cornerback? Um, with obviously Jenkins being picked up, but uh, um, you know, Malcolm Butler gone, that was that was a shock. Adoree Jackson, probably even more of a shock, gone. Um, Desmond King was probably always going to be out, always going to be out the way. Um, Kenny Vaccaro gone from the safety position. Um, what, well, yeah. What about that defensive backfield? It's going to look very different next year. That's for starters. But I think, um, Butler, I kind of expected, I think with the cap concerns, I think he was always going to be a cap casualty. Um, I think the money he was on, uh, kind of proved that it was a shame they couldn't, try and restructure a deal because I think what he's getting paid in Arizona now is is nowhere near kind of what he was being paid with us so it's a shame we couldn't restructure that deal and get that over the line because he was probably one of not many defensive side of the ball that was actually relatively consistent last year so a little bit of a shame there Adoree I think this this defense and this team in particular um I think they recognise he's obviously a, a, a really good player. Uh, it's just a lot of money for a player who missed so much time last year. Um, they obviously weren't willing to take the punt on on him, which you know is a shame. I think he he definitely is a, a good corner, but yeah, I'm I'm not too again not distraught by that one. Um, and then for Caro, same I guess from from a monetary perspective, I think he was probably on quite big money. Um, so I'm not hugely surprised. No one can honestly say that they're they're disappointed that that defense has been ripped to shreds um, because there's no one really that you would have to sit there, honestly say performed well last year. I think Butler was probably the most consistent, but aside from that, everyone else, I mean, even some of the players who still got uh, probably, you know, didn't really pull their weight in, in the way that they probably should have, whether that is because of, off the field scheming, play calling, uh, whether that's for on, on field talent is a different question because it's not too dissimilar to the team we had the year before that were on the whole pretty solid. But our pickups, Jenkins, not overly excited by it, but I'm not disappointed by it. I think he's got good experience. Kevin Johnson, I'm hoping, is uh, going to be someone who I can't see making the final roster, if I'm being brutally honest with you. But if he is, I'd be very concerned, unless he's very much fourth or fifth string. Um, and then outside of that, on, on the defensive side, Dupree, I think, is... Uh, yeah, they've put some serious money in on, on what ability he's got. And I think it's clear what the ability he's got. It's a bit of a punt because obviously of the injury he had last year. Um, but after spending a lot of money on Clowney and getting zero sacks for that, despite the fact that he had a couple of instances that he was, was quite disruptive, uh, they're going to expect something, you know, something pretty big from Dupree, which I think you know, he's got the ability to do, hopefully. He's the, he's the big marquee name that we've we've gone and got and I'm I'm thrilled with him. Um yeah, there's a risk. There's a, there's a risk with everybody. You know, look at Beasley a year ago. We, we were all probably pretty happy about that pickup. Um and it seems laughable now. Um <laughs> you're shaking your head, Miles, maybe <laughs> maybe you weren't. Um Clowney we certainly were. Um we were we were all pretty happy about that. And I d I don't know we this has come up, um, and it, his name won't go away until well, until he goes somewhere else. But if he came back on a relatively cheap one-year deal, I wouldn't be against it. But um, Miles, what do you think? Would you well? Would you have Clowney back? Based on the 
signings that we've made on defense, I would do. Um, I'm not going into the season. I, I hate to take the side of um, Greg's normal uh, mentality, but I'm not going into the season with huge optimism based on our defense last year basically cost us what could have been a Super Bowl run. So you they think 15 and 1 instead of 16 and 0? Oh, sorry, yeah, probably, 16 and 1 instead of 17 and 0. That's a load of nonsense. Anyway, I'm really, I think Simmons is going to continue to grow. And I think the guy from uh, Indy um, is another game wrecker. So the two of them up front, the addition of Clowney, who, despite the fact he's not been making these plays for sacks and stuff, you know the offenses still scheme for him. They still want to know where he is on the field the whole time. Bud Dupree, I've always been a big fan of. He's 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 got his injury concerns and he has an attitude concern. But when he plays, there aren't many linebackers who play better than him and have done for the past two to three years. So I'm really excited to see how he plays. But that front three or four are going to have to make a huge impact because at the moment, I think I'm third string cornerback for the team. Because <laughs> it's just... We're going to need someone to put pressure on that quarterback because we can't rely on our cornerbacks to lock up receivers because they're not of that ability. And I don't think there's any denying that. I think that's why Clowney could be a serious option to load up that front line just purely as a, like I said, a scheme for offenses have to plan for it. Um, so, yeah, I think we, it's realistic. Are we forgetting about Honor Landry? Because, I mean, he was, he's done pretty well in the time he's been there. I don't think he's ever had a decent supporting cast alongside him on the on the D-line. Whereas now, you know, you say that we've got Aubrey, who I think I, I don't really know him that well, to be honest, apart from the fact that I never really liked playing against the Colts. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got Simmons, who is, I just think he's going to be a game-maker. He, he'll never be quite Aaron Donald numbers, but I think he'll be close to be in that kind of influence soon enough, just in a small town market and won't ever get the love that he'll get. He deserves from the NFL. Um, but I, I think he's a, a great player. But then if you have sort of those four on a, on a D line, hopefully we don't need to send too many blitzes. And when we do, we've got Evans who's proved to be an actual, not half bad run stopper and, and sort of pass rusher as well. So I don't mind it too much. I just don't see where Clowney would fit in for the amount that we're going to have to pay him. So I think with Evans and Landry, you've got two players there that have huge potential but haven't quite nailed it yet. And there's going to be decisions that need to be made on both of those players in maybe this year or next, next, next year, I think. They, next they'll year. Be, they're both, they were both drafted in the same year, weren't they? I'm guessing. I'm, I'm going to say 18. So. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. But there's going to be decisions that need to be made on both of those. Landry, I'm a big fan of, but I don't think he... He gets the the numbers that he probably needs to be getting to to kind of get a deal that he's going to want ultimately. Um, and, Ev- and Evans, I think last year, I, <laughs> in classic Greg fashion, at the beginning of last season, I turned around and said this was going to be like a huge breakout year for Evans. He was going to have an amazing year, and he ended up completely doing the pretty much the bang opposite. Because uh, what he, what he did at the end of that uh, season before in the playoffs was was nothing short of sensational. So. I'll be honest with you, I think they're, they're two players that I wouldn't be surprised if one or potentially even both end up becoming casualties. you just got to look at what we've done with some of the, obviously with Davis we've let go. Um, I don't think that deal on Davis that the Jets did was, was ridiculous money. So obviously there's concerns around cap at the moment, as we all know, but it wasn't crazy money. We'll get to that. But 
you know, and then letting Adoree Jackson go as well, you know, two first round picks in the same year. You know, it feels like to me, unless they are 100% sold on what they're bringing to this team, they're not afraid to look another way. And both with Evans and Landry, I think there are question marks with both players. No doubt they're both talents. And no doubt I think it would be better to have them in the team than out. But if they're not pulling the numbers they need to be pulling or, or making the influence they need to make, I don't think Robinson or Vrabel is afraid to, to say goodbye to them, which is, I think for them is quite concerning. I would say Landry's closer to hitting his straps than Evans, but you know, they're yeah they've got a lot to prove both of them this coming year. I mean that that might be partly to do with what players have been around them. Um, you know, Evans, you know, inside linebacker, you know, different responsibilities. I don't I don't know, but that's my gut feeling. Um, I think yeah, Evans probably had a worse season than the Landry did. Um, on the well, you, you mentioned or you touched on Corey Davis, um, who's uh, yeah, as as you say, that deal didn't seem as big as perhaps I'd expected. John U. Smith, who's who's also left, um, I would say the opposite is true. Now, I think we all thought going into the off season that we might keep one of them, not both. Um, I didn't expect to to lose both, and offensively, you know, we've we've not been far away from. I don't want to say perfection, um, but you know, there aren't wasn't too much wrong with the Titans offensively in 2020. Now um, there have been some holes created by this, and particularly wide receiver, but tight end as well. I mean, they're two huge players to lose. I, if I had to choose between them, I'd have probably plumped for keeping Johnu Smith personally. I suspect we're a bit torn on that, um, but given the deals they were both offered, I could almost flip that. Um, Paying what New England have paid for for Johnny Smith just seemed crazy to me. Um, but yeah, the deal that Corey Davis has got going to the Jets, I wouldn't have had a problem with us matching. But we are without both of those two. Um, Brian, are we? I mean, we've you know, we've picked up um, the receiver from the the Rams, Josh Reynolds. Um, I'm not so sure that's going to fill the hole. How else are we going to fill the hole? Presumably in the draft. Right, so first off, I, I'd go on record and say that I was actually pulling for Reynolds before we even signed him. Uh, I know I've followed Reynolds because I actually luckily picked him up in fantasy when uh, when Cooper Cup went out, and you know you kind of just like fall in love with a player, and <laughs> obviously he runs that sort of he's used to that sort of similar sort of offense that Matt Lafleur installed with us. He's, he, he kind of if you watch his interview on YouTube and uh, the, the official Titans interview. He speaks about like schemes and how it fits his style and and how he thinks he can replicate Corey's sort of role. I, I mean, I I don't think he's he's as good as Corey. I don't think anyone's going to pretend he is, but I definitely think there's I think there's potential there, and I definitely think the first our oh, first round pick one hundred percent has to be on one of these these top five wide receivers. It just has to be. I mean. To lose Jonu and Corey and not replace either could be disastrous. Also, want to put a, a special mention out for my uh, my favorite tight end in the in the draft, Tommy Tremble. I think uh, we should sign it based on his name alone. <laughs> it's it's harder though when you you're looking a bit down a bit lower in the draft to have that much confidence in getting your guy. Um, at receiver, we we I think. 
well, the, the, the podcast group, the Twitter group as a whole, were involved with a seven-round mock, and I'm going to blame the guy who's not here, Neil, for the amount of picks that we've missed here. Um, but I think, I'm, am I right in saying the first round of that, um, we took uh, Bateman, Minnesota. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, I did, I don't think it, it's not out yet. Um, I may spoil the five-yard rush first-round mock. Um, I ended up taking him as well. Um, in doing that um, so the more I think about it the more receiver seems to be the likely likely pick just a, it's obviously a key key position um, oh. it will be attractive to to players as well where well, you've got AJ Brown AJ Brown's going to get so much attention even more so with with Davis going and you've got Reynolds well, well but... the concept, consensus is that this that, that any other year these this was on like fourth or fifth Rashad Bateman and Elijah Elijah Moore would probably be any other year they'd probably be like really early picks in the draft but it's just because the wide receiver the depth in this draft is so big you could actually potentially pick up Elijah Moore in the second round it's, a, uh, it's, sure more, it's more the guy that um, from Old Miss who AJ yeah. Brown's yeah. been championing that one yes yeah. I mean I wouldn't it, be too I wouldn't be too, too sorry Brian so I wouldn't be too upset with him at 22 if, if say, Bateman wasn't there. To be honest, they're both they're both really good. I think the other top three guys, like Jalen Waddle and uh, what's his Smith, uh, Devonta Smith and that, I think they'll be gone. But, yeah, I think definitely one of those two guys, it should be for me, like. I don't know. I mean, we'll do another another podcast around around the draft, but I suspect looking at the number of teams that need quarterbacks and the number of quarterbacks there are, that are going to go at the top. Some of these, some of these receivers could fall further than, further than people think. Um, I don't know about Waddle, but um, yeah, but Bateman falling to twenty-two. I mean, yeah, if, if it comes, if it comes down to more, I, I don't know if that's a bit of a reach. But um, from you know, if someone like AJ Brown wants him, that as silly as it sounds, is a good thing. You know, it's a feather in his cap, um, and players. Players wanting other players. I think uh, they're they're the guys that are as well, as qualified as anybody. I think sometimes. Yeah, um, John Robinson did something similar, didn't he, with uh, Evans in the end? Because Henry was touting him all, all like a couple of months before the draft, saying, "Oh, you're going to get my boy. You're going to get my boy." And then he drafted Evans, and straight away you saw Henry being like, "Yeah." <laughs> so different position group, obviously, but. I think it does play a part. I wouldn't be too bothered if we didn't go wide receiver personally in the draft, but that's up to you for, for a podcast in the future. But, well, where, uh, where would you go? Well, personally, I go, right now I go corner. If uh, there's if there was a really good tight end apart from Pitts, I'd go, pit, uh, I'd go tight end as well, um, but there's not. So I, I'd leave that for a little bit later on, but our tight end sort of depth isn't looking amazing, and I think that's probably one of the major holes on our, our roster. Um, along with corner and wide receiver, but ideally, I'd go tight end. But I don't think that's feasible in our spot. I don't tight end as a first round pick. I don't. I just don't like really. Um, they they grow into the position a lot of the time, unless you've got an absolute stud. Um, that might maybe Pitts is. I don't know, but um, the yeah the Ferkser is yeah. We all love Ferkser. Um, is he a, is he a tight end one? Mm. Yes, hundred percent. You're asking <laughs> you're asking the wrong person here. 
I think tight end is definitely going to be a need at some point. I think if you go with the tight end group we've got right now, um, I don't think we've re-signed Pruitt either. So we've literally got Swaim and Ferks, I assume. And then, I don't know, it might be maybe one of... There's that, I can't remember what his name is now. The guy who was, I think, on the practice squad, who's, who's I think, in contention. I, I kind of agree with you a little bit, Harry. I, I think corner is a big, big need. But there's only really, I would say, probably two corners who I would take in the first, as the first round pick. To, see, um, to thing is about that, where we've got, you look at, yeah, we've, Adoree Jackson, um, Malcolm Butler have gone, and it's a position where we've, we've got, we've got no experience really, other than, other than Jenkins who's come in. I don't, I'd, I'd rather address that again in free agency a bit more ahead of the draft personally. Um, I just don't know who else is out there that realistically you, you would be able to get. Uh, that's the, that's probably the biggest issue. And in the draft, like I say, there's only really two that are probably going to be good enough at 22 to take. And I think both of them are going before, uh, realistically. I mean, definitely the guy from Alabama whose name's completely escaped me. I think he could be top 10 pick potentially. So, yeah, I I, I won't be shocked at all to see us to see us go wide receiver. Um, I think they've been watching. Is it? Uh, JC Horn, I think this the corner as well, quite a bit. I've seen Vrabel watching him on some random videos on Twitter. Well, that, that doesn't really mean anything really because they're, they're looking at everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those two positions, and I'd imagine it will be wide receiver if uh, if I had to put my bets on it. But that corner position does fill me with complete dread at the moment. The, the closer that Kevin Johnson becomes to being a, a genuine <laughs> spot on this on this roster, uh, the more nightmares I'm going to be having between now and September. Well, he's he's only just ahead of Miles on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's behind he's behind Miles on my depth chart. I mean, I, I'm 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 going miles ahead of uh, Kevin Johnson at the moment. Listen, I had a good I had a good pro day. Don't forget that. <laughs> good vertical jump. That's only because you're so tall. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a jump as as much as a stretch. Um, <laughs> I just got the short tips of bloody rare. They're still available. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking at the um, draft, and I, I'm 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 sort of leaning towards what Harry said, where I feel like tight end is so important, especially with let's face it, we've got a top five receiver in AJ Brown, and then we still have Derek Henry who has got an extra game to probably get 3,000 yards next year if he has a good blocking tight end. Because that's ideally what we need. We need someone who's going to be blocking. So, yeah, receivers are going to be over A.J. Brown. We need someone who... We either need a couple of speedy receivers so that the linebackers and cornerbacks that we come up against have got more freedom for Henry or because the way Brown's going to be marked off. I feel that's where we need to push. I continue to have the same dream that we're going to um, trade for uh, Gilmore and I'm still convinced it's going to happen at some point. I think someone like Gilmore is the sort of player that could really do a job for us. And I wouldn't be shocked if he traded for a cornerback because I don't think drafting a cornerback with potential in an early round is smart for our defense because of what you said with experience. I think we need a leader. And you're not going to, unless there's a natural born leader, which I don't think there are with the cornerbacks available early on, I don't think it's worth the risk. Especially as the fact that our highest pick still on the roster from last year was a cornerback um, who we're hoping for more things from. But yeah, he's. Do you know if Jenkins is not a leader? 
I think I think he was, but I don't think he is now. I, I'm interested to see how he performs because he he's shown glimpses at the Saints, like he still had it, but then over time last he, season he was statistically cornerback in coverage. That's all said. And I really hope he 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 performs to that standard. But I've just to me he's another hit and miss cornerback that could very he's easily a baller. go this season. He's old, but he's a baller. I'll give him that. He's a great name. Still he's fast. Dead. Did, did Brian did Brian tell anyone that also he is now Jenkins's agent? Did anyone mention that? <laughs> I, think, I think he has Jenkins in fantasy. He's playing defense. <laughs> I I don't. There's no point <laughs> playing IDP um, cornerbacks. A complete lottery. There's no point. No point going there. Um, although Brian is turning into the new Miles. Um, everything is glass half full. Um, I like this. It's good. Um, okay. Well. The most heartbreaking loss in some ways that we haven't mentioned yet, other than um, the little bit of commentary at the start, uh, it's the the long goodbye to poor old Dennis Kelly. Now this, for ev- almost everything else I can make an argument for, and it's mostly, in a lot of cases, it's just money and cap. I, can't, I, don't, get, I don't get why Dennis Kelly has been shown the door. Someone explain. It, I, this is still this still kind of infuriates me. There's absolutely no reason. Look, he's not he's not a star man of this team. He's not someone who's uh, you know a big name or anything like that. But he's and he's not and he's not being paid like a big name either. So exactly, he, country, the, the, he offers so much more than what he's what he's in theory worth. The cap, the cap, he didn't save any money by getting rid of him. I don't understand well, exactly. It. That's what I don't yeah. get. That I think ultimately you've replaced him with Sambrello, who we saw last year, and let's face it, isn't really up to the standard. Um, and a guy who played, I think, eight games for Cleveland uh, last year, and, and I don't know how many of them he actually started, but there's no way he's at that same level. So it just feels like a, an odd decision to me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I still don't really get it. If it saves us millions and millions in cap space, I'd probably say, yeah, all right, fair enough. It is what it is. We move on. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not over that one. That's kind of doesn't make any real sense to me whatsoever. Luan goes out next year. You've got Marriott, Little Lan, and the other geezer on the other side with Sam Brelo. And, and who who knows what the who knows yeah, what that's going to be. You, do, you love that sombrero meme. And, uh, yeah, it's not. It, I, 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 that's the only thing I can look at every single time I see him getting absolutely roasted by by every single legend in the league. So it's it uh, it's not. To me, it just feels like that's that's an area of weakness right now. Which why I'm I wouldn't also be surprised if we ended up going to tackle again in maybe not this year, but certainly next year and and, and as an early draft pick. Just hope to be. Like, be I hadn't thought of the long term of that as well because I mean John Robinson could really end up with wet pajamas on here if he doesn't manage to sort of sort out the situation. Um, we're getting all the tackles involved and, and making sure this slam is, is a real hit as well. Wet pyjamas. Wow. Yeah, I could see that. We've got a title for this week. <laughs> okay. Um, we, it's been it's a while since we got together. Obviously, it's the off-season. Um, we don't have any games to talk about. And we're... Yeah, we could we can argue for only so long about the state of the roster. Um, Brian thinks we're going to win the Super Bowl for the next seven consecutive seasons. So hopefully Brian's right. Um, 
even even Miles has got doubts, which I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. Um, but it's Jack then... Rabbit's fault. <laughs> Just playing wrong. <laughs> um. All right. So we. I don't. Well, I don't think anyone's even paying attention to our our Twitter anymore because we put a tweet out. Um. Anything that you want to ask us. I mean. I mean. Literally anything. Um. And we've got like two replies, and one of those was from Greg. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? Um, well, we'll leave that there. And then Paul Tarr. Um, hi, Paul. Um, would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for a decade? Or listen to Brabel's criteria for the appointment of Shane Bowen. Um, uh, well, Brian, as Mr. Positive, um, <laughs> what are you picking out of those? Give me the jail. <laughs> I, I I can't be doing with Rebels. Just they're just blunt. They don't they, they just don't offer anything, so I don't really listen to them anymore. But yeah, I think five years in jail could be kind of cool in a weird, strange way. Learning how uh, learning how to live differently, I suppose. It'd be better than being in a cell cell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting older than it is. I don't want to give ten years away. <laughs> You might be sharing a cell with a Cy Wilson. Who knows? Um, <laughs> um, Miles, have you got have you got another answer to that question? What would you rather be doing? I think show would be good for me because I need to lose weight, and they don't really feed you. <laughs> so it's like it's like a diet that you don't really have an option with. <laughs> Although I'd find a way to get cake in there. Who are we kidding? Yeah, snacking. <laughs> Well, last year, personally, working from home, there's a lot of snacking during the day, um, and you're probably not doing as much of that in prison. Yeah, so let's all go. Let's all go five years in jail. None of us are selecting listening to any nonsense from Vrabel about just changing someone's job title. Um, yeah, which yeah is, and which you can't, you can't, you can't write uh, poems in a coma either, can you, Miles? So it's one of those things. At least in jail, you can finesse your your poem writing. I can write a poem in any situation. Come ain't gonna stop me. Um, on a similar line to the the Brable thing, um, Sean um, at underscore Salvatore underscore uh, two underscores. Um, uh, anyway, Sean in New Zealand. Um, hi, Sean. Yeah, I hope you're going to present better, produce better, and coach better. Um, I think we're probably going to disappoint just as much, to be honest. Um, but have we can hope. We, have we talked about the Bowen appointment on a podcast or is this the first time we've done a pod since that was announced? I don't know. I think we did. I think very, we did. Very briefly before the quiz, yeah. We do it before the quiz, okay. I can't remember if we had or not. I'm probably, I'm probably it... just sharing again to say that this this could be Vrabel's last year very, unless, yeah. uh, unless it gets nailed. Like, unless unless Bowen goes and, and, and turns this defence around, I think there could be some very awkward conversations next year with Vrabel. I mean, they've, yep. they've obviously decided to double down and say, you know, the problems on defense and are, are not down to the coaching staff; they're down to the roster, and that's what the team is saying. So, if you change the roster as much as we're we're doing, um, and the same results come, then a decision's got to be made there, and and there won't be too many other chances if this if you get the same results with a completely revamped roster. Um, so, yeah, we'll. Will reserve judgment. I think. Um, I know where. I, fortunately, I know where my gut feeling is on this. Uh, but who knows? 
Um, also, just looking at Twitter notifications um, and <laughs> NFL UK put a tweet out this this morning and um, the best running back in the nfl currently is blank some someone put nick chubb and it's not particularly close um, so i may have replied with a table showing total rushing yards in 2020 and yeah he's he's right when he says he's not particularly close and um, why do people say and it's not even close when it either is close or they're just wrong that's 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 the only thing you got factually correct in that statement though yeah the name wrong. i mean <laughs> I mean that just that could just be a typo. I'm a big, I'm a massive Nick Chubb fan, but the more the Cleveland Browns go on about how he is better than Derrick Henry and seemingly better than any running back and on this planet is is quite comical. I'm a big fan, which is a shame because it's now making me not want to be a big fan. But no, <laughs> no one really can question as a running back, Derrick Henry's got to be number one in this league right now. He, the hashtag in his subsequent reply was um, quality over quantity well we've got both from Derek Henry so you know that's, that's what you want to work about position and not perform but look quality I don't, I'm not sure um, I'm, I think we're all pretty happy with what we've got right um, Deion Lewis is a free agent <laughs> is, is he? he? Oh, okay yep. should, we get him, should we get him on the podcast? has he not is been snapped up yet? I'm hoping he's got snapped is he unblocked yet Miles? <laughs> oh no it was you Greg wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I think I'm pretty sure I'm blocked from his Wikipedia page now as well. I mean, <laughs> there's there's a page waiting to be edited. Um, if if you're not blocked by Dion Lewis, are you even a Titans fan? I'm not so sure. Or even a football fan. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, well, any any other Titans related stuff anybody wants to talk about? Um. So we'll we'll just get straight into what we're here for, um, and that's anything else non-Titans yeah, related. One, there was one thing we didn't touch on. Are we surprised that Desmond King didn't get re-signed, considering the deal he signed and the fact he's gone to the complete car crash of Houston? I don't think we actually we discussed that. I was actually quite surprised. I was I wasn't too bothered either way on that one. I don't. I mean, it's he's yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel I don't feel he was. Sorry, sorry, Adam. I don't feel he was the answer to our problems, and nor nor was he the root of them. Um, no. I, was... I kind of feel like for for <laughs> considering the depth that we've got at corner right now, and the money that he's cost, I think was it three mil for the year? I think. I don't know. To me, it felt like it wouldn't have been a bad move. You've you've lost for, Butler for, and you've lost Dory. I probably would have had it from back. From what I've read, though, Greg, it, it seems like we wanted to go. Down the down the route of more like man to man coverage rather than like zone coverage, hence yeah, the uh, hence the sign of Janoris Jenkins, and King was more of a zone coverage guy. He's not a man, so yeah, that makes sense why I would go for him. It's a fair and that, point. Yeah, that probably not just him actually. <laughs> when you say that, okay. All right, non Titans related. Then here we are. Um, well, I'll go straight back to you, Greg, as um, you must have. Well, how many weeks is it? How yeah. are things in uh, rural Bedfordshire? All good. All good. We're, uh, um, we're looking at buying a new house, which is keeping us very much occupied. Um, of, course. of course you are. Does that, does that, will that one have two ring doorbells? 
uh, we'll go for the the full security camera set. I'm sure as well. We'll you know why not? We'll just CCTV the place up just to to look like we've got stuff that's really important. Um, no, I think uh, not a huge amount. The only thing um, is like we've been in uh, many levels of lockdown over the last year or so, and one thing that I think everybody on this call has had to do is is you know virtual events or whether it be zoom with a family or anything like that um the latest one i've done in a few weeks ago was um stand-up comedy over over zoom yeah hey, did awkward. you get much did did many people tune in to you or, it's uh, uh yeah i mean it went down like a lead balloon like most of these podcasts um <laughs> no i'm joking it's uh it was so we had and, and to be fair there was actually some there was like Stephen K Amos on there he was actually you know pretty well known there's a few there's a few others as well um it's it just you don't realize how weird stand-up comedy is when you're on a zoom call where half the people are on mute um and half of them who are not on mute kind of laugh three seconds after the joke's been delivered it's just really awkward it was good fun but awkward as hell um so if you're ever planning to do a stand-up comedian or stand-up comedy night on zoom yeah maybe just wait until the the, the stand-up comedy bars are open again we i saw a it was like a corporate one but justin morehouse did a some presenting and some stuff and it because there was like obviously there were plenty of people watching and laughing because he's, he's i like justin morehouse he's funny but the fact that, that you can't hear any reaction to it is just weird He's so just he's telling a legitimately good joke, and because there's silence afterwards, hang on, that's a this is a bit weird. It is so weird. It's, it is like you kind of you start laughing at it, and you're like, should I be laughing? I found it funny, but yeah, so many people were just on mute, and it, like don't get me wrong, it was it was you know an hour and a half entertaining, but yeah, it's one of those things. I don't think you can you can do many things over Zoom, but that's one thing that I kind of feel like it's dead unless you're in an actual venue. It's weird. I don't want to bring the podcast down, but I always wanted to be a uh, stand-up comedian, but I prefer to sit down. (laughs) He's here a week. (laughs) I mean, mean, you've got a laugh. I mean, that's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing, definitely laughing with him. Um, (laughs) Miles, why don't you go next? Follow that up. Follow that up. Uh, I went to the doctors and I said I feel like a pair of curtains. No, I'm not going down that route. Um, well, well, I wanted to really come with some sort of negative thing, but I've been quite enjoying the past couple of months. So I thought I'd bring joy instead, you know, because we're going to win the Super Bowl next year and all that jazz. But no, I've um, I more just wanted to spread a bit of sort of positivity that at this moment in time, I've had a, a couple of years of having to battle different illnesses taking tablets and stuff and for the first time in a very long time i'm completely i don't want to say sober because that's the wrong word and but i'm not relying on medication to feel good about myself and i've had a really good couple of weeks and hopefully the draft isn't going to bring me back down onto him so i'm hoping that going forwards now especially the tanks it's, it's all positivity and i just wanted to spend a bit of time to say yeah the good times are ahead and yeah it sucked 2020 but hopefully 2021 is looking a lot better. The only other thing I did want to say is, and anyone who's listening will know, I hope that Trevor Kettle um, gets a puncher, and that's it. You can move on to someone else. Sod the man. He's the guy who took charge of the Sunderland. Oh, it was Oxford, wasn't it? That was... The wrong one. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't tweak that. Was Oxford? Yes. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Robbie Savage on this, but he he, he knows cool. his place in him. Greg will back me up that it's, just, it's not. Yeah. I mean, we we um. You just need to Google Kettle Watch on Twitter, and you'll see a lot of tweets from me and a fair few others around uh, our good friend Trevor Kettle. Uh, he's he's something else. Anyone who who watches English football, especially anything League One, League Two, and potentially Conference, will be very very familiar with that name. Uh, yeah, he's an utter disgrace. He's a massive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Brian, um, how are things with you? Right, so obviously you've, you've actually both noticed, well, well, a couple of you have noticed that I seem to be a bit more positive these days. It's weird you say that, right? So I'm going to start off with a negative first, and I'm going to end on a positive. So my first gripe is it's around, it's, it's, it's aimed at you, Steve Bruce. All right? <laughs> this again. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not, I'm not going nuclear this time. So, the other day, it just this is one comment. He came out and he made a statement saying, obviously, the Newcastle fans are unhappy. I think 90, 95% voted that they, that they want him, they want him rid, want him sacked in this poll of like 14,000 votes or something. What's um, the other 5% huge. of what? Like... Sunderland fans. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, um, he came out and said something like, I'm not going to walk. People people who know me know that I never walk away from a challenge. And everyone just let it slide. Like, okay, okay, fair enough. He said it, whatever. And then someone pointed out that he's actually walked out seven times. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Why, why is this going on challenge by our media? They're just like, there's this, 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 this aura around Steve Bruce that he's a nice guy and he might be a nice guy, but he's not a good manager. And he shouldn't be given just a free reign. He's at a Premier League club. You know, th- this wouldn't happen in the NFL. It's ridiculous. The thing is, though, is that you you've, you gave Alan Pardew an eight-year contract. So I'd stick around as well. Because you just it's one of those things you think, well, you just never know. You might end up getting, getting himself a nice deal. I'd tell, I'd, 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 seriously, I'm, <laughs> I'm up for the job swap, Bruce and Mourinho. I'll take anything. I don't know. We just outclassed you the other day. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> True, really is, absolutely is. I've never see, never heard anyone call a two-two draw outclassing, but that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's our level. We, we play well, and we can't win. Newcastle <laughs> had like twenty-nine shots or something in that game. Unheard like, of. I think that's just... probably our total for the rest of the season. You know. Apparently, it was nine, like nine percent of their shots inside the box for the entire season were in that game, something like that. <laughs> right, I'm going to go on a positive one quickly. So, right, so I don't know if you guys are into, into like rap music or anything, and I'm not normally into that type of music, but I discovered this guy called Harry Mack on. Uh, I think I found him on Facebook, and he's just just freestyle rapper, right? And he's. Uh, He's absolutely insane. Like, he's literally the greatest freestyle rapper of all time. And he's a white guy um, from from LA or something. But he's just such a positive, positive dude. And I just, I can't, I can't express to you how much just his positivity watching all his videos has, has actually like 
affected me for the better. And I suggest you just check him out because he's worth the follow. Okay. There I'm, like you go. Most, I'm like the most uncool person in the world, but I'll give it a go. He's he's already in my top three freestyle rappers. Honestly, it's it's like even if you don't have to be a fan, he's just it's just so positive and he's he's just so good at what he does. He's just like he's a genius. It's it's honestly, I bet you, I guarantee you like it anyway. Guarantee. I, 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 I couldn't even name three of them. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I, I overreached myself when I said top three. And <laughs> just... Brian, love that. Absolutely do check that guy out. Um, Miles, brilliant as well. Um, but that's not what we're here for. Come on, Harry. G- give, us, give us something irritating or some moan. You've got to have something. Hey, lads, now, you're, you're probably not going to like this uh, because it's pretty positive as well. Because um, in England and uh, no nowhere else, for whatever reason, the UK government has decided pubs are open on Monday, which is really good. It's really, really good. Uh, honestly, it's really good. Like, honestly, I'm so excited. However, <laughs> it's now knobheads. I mean, first of all, it's only outside. So if it's weather like today, I'm not going to sit there with a pint in the freezing cold. That's not happening. Secondly, I don't want like I go to a, a like a local, like an old man's local. They don't they don't have anything else other than Sky Sports News on and a warm fire and a dog. Like that's kind of all they've got knocking about in the pub. What's the name? It's the. <laughs> Why is the dog at the fire? No, the dog's not in the fire, but he usually sits around it. It's called Charlie the dog, and everyone knows the dog and gives him pork scratchings. Like, I buy pork scratchings for the dog. Anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in a position now where all of the locals are coming outside and jibber-jabbering and nicking tables outside when the weather's nice. Now, I don't know whether this is selfish of me, but usually they're quite happy sat inside in the, like, absolutely boiling heat, fire-still-going furnace of inside. But I don't want to then have them outside with their old man chat. Like, I still like to think of myself as fairly okay. And I don't want to hear them talking about, like, <laughs> good old days when, you know, remember when this happened and that. And, oh, can you remember this person from 1942? Like, I don't care. Like, seriously. And I, the issue is I know them all by name now because I go in there that much. So I can't, like, if they draw me into one of their conversations, I'm out of it for the last however long. I can't be bothered with it. I just want to sit there with a pint inside in quiet and then maybe moan about it like a good british pub and have some slightly pissy nuts and then you're all happy <laughs> I, I love I, I think you got yourself a new twitter bio i may know from that was harry maltby fairly okay I, I think that's 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 definitely a new twitter bio that's for you mate <laughs> we've, got, we've got a few of those uh, <laughs> yeah to be determined um, <laughs> I don't. I don't actually have anything to moan about either, particularly. I mean, we, yeah, we've all. We go around again. I'll, I'll, I can make something. I'll not make it up. I probably do have something. I was, I was, uh, I'm just trying, trying to. Everyone else seems generally pretty negative at some points today, so I thought I was gonna. I'll go with nothing too, too heavy, but I might have to come up with something now. We've just been negative about the Titans. I think we're happy. Other than that, generally, I think. I've um, I <laughs> I don't know if all of you this 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 might be too niche given that I'm guessing some of our audiences across the pond and they literally will not have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, Partridge, 
um, quick straw poll um, who are Partridge fans. I've got, yeah, some of you are nodding, which is good. Um, there's a sign on the A1 between, I've forgotten exactly where, it's a long time since I've driven up there, but I drove up there on Sunday um, going from Stevenage North up the A1. And it's been there for a while. It's like the, it's like the back of a sign that someone's graffitied Earth is flat on it. And um, it's, been, it's been there for quite a while. And it's just sort of, every time I see it, I sort of snigger. Like someone's a, a flat earth has gone to the trouble of going up to the A1 with a spray, spray paint. And so. um, I noticed on Sunday that it now says Earth is peat. Um, and I saw it, I thought the penny didn't drop at first. And then I've realised that someone's done a cock partridge um, quick fix on the sign. Which is, and I really hope it's deliberate. And if whether it's deliberate or not, it's absolutely superb. <laughs> Uh, the issue with that, though, as, as you're going over the horizon on the A1, you can't actually see that from too far away. So they've they've really sort of gone and ruined their own gig there. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, they're pretty big letters. They've done a good job. It's you know you could you can see it, but yeah, it's. <laughs> Adam, didn't you say one of our players was a flat earther? Uh, no, Sammy Watkins. He made, oh, he Sammy Watkins, that was when the rumour was out. Oh, yeah, I'm glad we didn't get him then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you'll have a lot of fun. Um, I've, this has definitely come up on the Long Snapper before, but um, the, the Flat Earthers website and, like, official, like, what they say about themselves and stuff, it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, there was an FAQs thing on there, and... Um, like one of the FAQs, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it's still there, it's been edited, but I remember looking at it, it's like, frequently asked questions, um, are you guys for real? Or are you serious? <laughs> like, yes, yes we are. Isn't there, isn't there one question, or there was on one of those things, it was like, oh, do you have members from across the globe? And he was like, yes, we have members from all around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> With all four corners of the globe, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that expression probably works for them, to be fair. Yeah, all four corners. <laughs> yeah, there, there, was, there was definitely, there was one something like, how come when like a pilot of Concorde so flies at so, such high altitude, you can then see the Earth's curvature? And it was like, they are quite simply mistaken. <laughs> It's an illusion. <laughs> Jesus Just... Christ. Uh, um, there you go. Join the Flat Earth Society. Or the or the what's now the Pete Earth Society. How many how many times do you have to ask a question for it to become frequently asked? Because I think we should try and keep asking these kind of questions to see if they can add it to their frequently asked questions. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Sounds like, sounds like a challenge for the off-season, this. <laughs> I'm sure they're on Twitter. We should have some fun with that. But, um, anyway. Right. Um, yeah, that'll about, about do us, I reckon. Um, good to get to the bang back together. Um, we'll do it again. The draft's not so long away now. It's, what, two or three weeks? I say that having not prepared, and I don't know what date the draft is. But... In a month. Got a special guest for you. For the draft <laughs> edition. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes. 
Um, we can we can all guess who we're going to pick and then see how many of us actually get it right or anywhere near right, even position right would be probably a challenge for us. Alan, last listeners. I should confess that that the five yard rush one I did a year ago I came out with Asiah Wilson. So, um, so your fault. Oh, your fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> Talking of anniversaries, Adam, I did notice it's the um, anniversary since we asked our listeners to send us a picture of them eating Cocoa Pops out of an Easter egg. Ah, and okay. no one did. Oh, no one did. It's Years astonishing, ago. that. I mean, we could ask again. <laughs> out there while, while, you know, while they're commenting on our tweets. Um, I mean, we, this, time, this time we should say any cereal is fine. It doesn't need to be Cocoa yeah, Pops. Right. I mean... Uh, in, Maybe that was, was that the problem. So, like oh. people eating Rice Krispies or cornflakes out of their Easter egg. Yeah. No, I can't send that. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> so any any cereal, any cereal. We're a bit late now, though. But any cereal out of a uh, half an Easter egg will be. I think that'd be a, a good challenge. That Easter eggs are on offer at the moment, aren't they? You can probably get that in some Nesquik for a couple of quid. I ordered. I've. I'll never do this again. I ordered an Easter egg from Amazon. Uh, which arrived, and it was in many, many pieces when it arrived. Um, to be fair, they gave me £10 credit immediately. Uh, but um, I then had an email today saying, because you bought this, you might like this Easter egg. <laughs> so, so Tuesday after Easter, mate, um, your algorithm yeah. uh, doesn't take that into account. doesn't take seasonality into, into account, it seems. I'm gonna have right, Easter, you buy one Easter, Easter egg. Every Easter eggs for the rest of the year. <laughs> what I like about Amazon is they do that thing now where you can, to save money, you can like repeat your the purchase for like every month or two, three months, whatever it may be. I wonder how many people are actually doing that with something like Easter eggs. So I bet, I bet someone, I bet someone is, I bet someone's sitting there thinking, yeah, I fancy an Easter egg every three months, and yeah, miles yeah. probably. <laughs> He's oh, like, I've run out of balls. <laughs> that is on anything, isn't it? I'm paranoid about doing that by mistake. I know, I know. I know. table or something, and then I'll get a table every month for a year. It's just... Oh, my, my mom does it, honestly. It's like every every other day there's a knock at the door and there's like an Amazon delivery and it's like a multi-pack of deodorant or like a 24-pack <laughs> of Cushel. And just like constantly, there's just, there's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I get lots of freebies, so it's cool. <laughs> She's a bulk buyer. She She's dead proud of it. I'm a bulk buyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd love go, to... Next time I go to my mum's, I'll get you evidence of bulk buying. <laughs> I think we've seen that evidence before. Did, did, didn't you send us yeah, a photo no, once? We had like, toilet that roll that galore up against the wall. I seem to remember. <laughs> That was yeah. That was uh, that was in my house. That one. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, you're the only. Uh, nobody else, you know. Ev- ev- the whole world panic bought toilet rolls just over a year ago, but <laughs> most of us stopped. Later. <laughs> <laughs> the worrying thing is, there's only one left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're definitely getting out of here before this gets really strange or stranger. Um, if 
if anybody's still listening, do send a picture of you eating oh. cereal out of half an Easter egg. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we'll be back for the draft and keep tightening up. Is, uh, tightening up? Is that a verb? I don't care. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Kay. <laughs>